Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to episode 19, which I have so eloquently titled, But I Don't Know What to Write. Okay, I hear this all the time from my clients and colleagues, but Rach, I know I should write emails or be more active on social media, but I just don't know what to write. Or I want my website to be different, to not be so bland, but I just don't know what to say. So after I put on my consulting copywriting hat, To this I say, yes, you do. We're the business owners, and no one knows our businesses better than we do. See, I struggle with this issue for years, too, what to write. And truthfully, because I know myself well enough and I recognize the cycle of entrepreneurship, I'll be faced with this same issue again. When our business changes a bit or someone says something to make us doubt ourselves or we're in a super busy season of life and we have no margins, margins, that's the white spaces, the blank areas between the big activities in our lives. And it's in those slower moments that often the creativity flows easier. Well, we'll probably find ourselves again saying, but I don't know what to write. So this episode is about combating the feeling of not knowing what to say to our audience. Let's dive in. First tip, own the feeling. Don't be ashamed of it. For years, I berated myself because I wrote for other business owners. As a copywriter, that's my job. But when it came to writing for my own business, I was out of words. You know the feeling. A fellow business owner asks for your input on an email or an about page for his or her website, and you rattle off suggestions a a hundred a minute. But when it comes to your email or your about page, you're stuck. So I know that feeling is normal, and I want you to know that that feeling is normal. Writing is hard. It does take thinking, and that's why many business owners avoid it or make excuses. Henry Ford once said, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is the probable reason why so few engage in it. The fact that you're still listening to this episode, and I took some time to actually make this episode, says something about our commitment to our businesses, our willingness to think. So I'm giving us a gold star right now, and I don't care what anybody says. Gold star it is for each of us. Okay, on to tip two. The most powerful change I made in my mindset came when I got serious about knowing my ideal customer and committing to her. Until about a year ago, I wrote generic posts to cover all of my bases for anybody and everybody that might stumble upon my post. Ugh, and that always left me wondering, what do I write? I'm a huge proponent of digging deep to learn more about our ideal customer or even dreaming up an ideal customer if we're really new to business. The point is, have an ideal customer. 
In fact, I'm so passionate about it that I created an online mini course. It'll be launching early June and I'll talk more about it in coming episodes. But for now, know that it's under $30 and it's less than two hours. It really is designed for busy business owners on this topic of knowing your ideal customer. Because like I said, it was the biggest change in my mindset and about how I wrote for my business. It was huge. But let's get back to this point for a second. Identifying a person in our business that we love working with and then getting to know him or or her are key steps. And I have said it many times, go beyond simply knowing age and gender. Considering his or her stage of life is a great starting point. I have a free download called Know Your Ideal Customer Better. This may help you get to know him or her better. It's on my homepage, inspiretoengage.com. So you can go and grab it there. There's a big button at the top right. Another simple way to get started, be willing to ask questions of our ideal customer when it's appropriate. Asking, talking, conversations, Those go such a long way to help us know our ideal customer. The important thing is to make our ideal customer real in our minds. If we continue writing to a faceless blob, we'll continue struggling more with what do I write? So the first two tips, number one, own that it's okay to have that feeling of I don't know what to write. That's a very common feeling. All business owners experience it at some time in their business and usually multiple times. And the reason is, it's because we're busy. We've got a lot of stuff on our mind and we don't have margins to let that creativity flow. The next tip that I just talked about, be sure that you know your ideal customer well. When we can make them real in our mind, it is so much easier to sit down and write to a real person. Okay, The next six tips are tactics to help us actually write to our audience, whether it be social posts, newsletters, product descriptions, one-to-one emails. The first two tips were about getting our minds right. These next ones are more tactical. So tip three is one of my favorites, and it's related to the notion of knowing our ideal customer well. So it's a good piggyback to what I was talking about a few seconds ago. When we sit down to write, type out, Dear, that's D-E-A-R, dear, fill in the blank with your favorite customer's name. So, dear George, or dear Julia, or dear Latasha. Those two simple words serve as a reminder that we're writing to a real person, and this text is meant for him or her to read. What do we need to tell Julia about this picture? What does George need to know on this landing page so that he understands the new product? How does this email help Latasha? When we think of our writing as a conversation between us and our best customer, we're less likely to struggle with, what do I say? Then, before posting or pressing save to the website page, simply delete the dear part. The great thing about this tip, it's fast and can be used often. It helps give us a purpose for our writing, and that is a key. Tip four. Give ourselves categories for writing. And this tip works well with especially social media. You know, those posts that we're wanting to show up daily or at least multiple times a week. An easy example. You see a lot of people use Mondays as a day to share motivation. So motivation is a category for lots of businesses. And like me, these businesses obviously like alliteration. 
Motivation Monday. There you go, the double M's. I love it. In fact, I'm going to use alliteration a lot in these in this next tip because it will help you remember these categories. I'm going to share two ways that I've used the idea of categories for social media writing. The first way is to think like my dear friend Lindsay Hazel says. Look at the categories as buckets. So my Monday bucket may always be filled with motivation. This is what I want to share on Mondays as it relates to my ideal customer. Here are some other categories or buckets for the days of the week. And when possible, I definitely used alliteration to help us remember. Tuesday can be used for sharing two things to know. These can be two things about you or your service or a particular product. Also, Tuesday can be tough Tuesday. What's something difficult about your business, but you insist on doing it because it makes for a better product or a better service? And heads up, when we share the tough thing and on a positive note, we don't want to seem like we're complaining. What we're really doing is educating our audience while we're worth the prices. Do you insist on hand stitching a particular part? Does it cost extra to ship so that that package will be delivered without being crushed? Do you insist on a certain source because you know how it's made and how laborers are paid? These are all the tough things about our businesses that we refuse to back down from. Share some of these things if you feel comfortable. Okay, Wednesday, I think Wacky Wednesday. There's the W's. So that'll be interesting facts about your business or product. Or Wednesday can be wonderful news. Wonderful news in the community or for your business. Here's a good example. A great customer review is wonderful. So it's perfect for this category or bucket. Thursday. Thursday can be throwback Thursday. That's pretty self-explanatory. That one's pretty common. Also, it can be behind the scenes Thursday. Think the TH and the and the TH and Thursday. This bucket or category is great for sharing our processes or our workrooms. On to Friday. Funny Friday. Share something funny about your business. A mistake you've made or misunderstanding that you've had. Assuming that it doesn't put our business in a bad light. For example, it's funny and endearing if you tell about a time early on in your business that you stayed up all night finishing Christmas orders. And in fact, you had to ask neighbors to come help, come help you just to get everything shipped in time so that it arrived for Christmas. And in the end, say something like, this small business is appreciative to have those big orders and big help. Have you stayed up all night prepping for Christmas before? I added the question at the end of that little couple of sentences as a call to action, encouraging your ideal customer to engage with that post if he or she wants to. Okay, another common thing that you see on Fridays are introductions. That's a great policy. In fact, I heard Jenna Kutcher say several years ago to introduce yourself every nine squares if we're talking Instagram. But you get the point, whether Instagram is your social media platform or not, you want to introduce yourself often. That way people can easily learn about you and decide quickly if they want to stay around. However, please don't begin your introduction with, let me introduce myself. Instead, start with the next sentence that you are about to type. For example, listen to this. Let me introduce myself. 
I'm a former public school teacher who now is a copywriter for businesses and a podcast host about to launch her first online course. Oh yeah, I homeschool two fantastic crazy boys as well. Now remember I said, get rid of the let me introduce myself. So here, here is how it sounds when I get rid of that first sentence. Go on and start with the good stuff. Get to the point or the funny parts. So here goes. I'm a former public school teacher who is now a copywriter and podcast host, blah, 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 blah. See how let me introduce myself wasn't even missed in that second option. So that's my point. Don't state the obvious. Just get to the interesting part of your introductions. Saturday. Saturday's bucket is for sale. S-E-L-L. Or I guess it could be if you've got a great discount going on. S-A-L-E. If we haven't mentioned all week what we sell, we've got to do that. People can't buy what they don't know we sell. And Sunday is Social Sunday or Slowdown Sunday. What did you do this weekend that your ideal customer will relate to? How did you slow down? Remember, if you use these buckets, tip three comes in really handy still. Dear Julia, my family and I recharged on the lake and I'll be making watercolor prints based on the colors I saw this weekend. Are you a lake gal or is the beach more your scene? Here's another example. Dear Latasha, I had three No four slices of peach cobbler this weekend. The peaches were just picked at the local orchard. I'm now refueled for another week of cake decorating. If you feel so inclined, drop an emoji of your favorite fruit. Or am I the only one obsessed with fresh peaches? So see how in my head I wrote directly to Julia about the late time and how I was using that to prep for for the week as a artist. Or how I wrote directly to Latasha in my head and told her about getting peaches from the local orchard and having peach cobbler and all of that is getting me ready to go back to work as a cake decorator. Well, of course, before I post those things, I will erase the Dear Julia and the Dear Latasha. But that tip three really makes it seem like you're talking to a real person. So it's a great tip and I use it often. Just a reminder, these daily categories or buckets don't have to be shared actually on Wednesday or throwbacks can only be shared on Thursday. The alliteration is just an easy way to remember seven different categories or buckets that you can use throughout the week to share important information, interesting information with your ideal customer. So I want to say that up front. I don't expect that on wonderful Wednesday, you only that you only share good news on a Wednesday. That's not what I meant by these categories or buckets. It's just a way to remember seven or eight categories or buckets that you can use to frame your writing for social media. If you like this idea, you can head to my show notes. I have a link there where you can grab a week of post ideas. And it is related to these seven or eight buckets that I talked about just now. Okay, another way to look at weekly writing is by using principles in our business. Let me give an example from my business. One principle that I believe in and talk about to my clients and remind myself often is that perfection doesn't exist. Business owners are often high achievers, very goal-oriented, and that usually means perfectionists. 
One of our best qualities becomes one of our worst if we don't check it at the door sometimes. We don't want to do the next thing until it's perfect, meaning it may take us months or even years before we do the next big thing. So most weeks on my social on my social accounts, I share some type of post reminding my ideal client that perfection doesn't exist and that we become better by doing, by starting. It may be a quote or a graphic that I made or a picture I took of a mistake that I made or a lesson I learned by simply starting, by simply doing. Another principle of my business, marketing is a willingness to experiment. I often share inventions that my sons have made or comments that they have said to show that kids are constantly experimenting and trying new things. We can take a page out of their book for our businesses and our marketing. So I take those two principles, that perfection doesn't exist and that marketing is the willingness to experiment. And I talk about those two principles in some way each week on my social accounts. Okay, a few final words about this tip of using principles for our businesses or using categories or buckets, if you like that term better. Some people find categories or principles very helpful and others find it stifling. Some find freedom. Oh, it's Wednesday and on Wednesday I share wonderful news. I have a nice customer review to share, so I'm going with that. Others find it too confining. They want to share what they want to share when they want to share it. And that's all good too. Experiment. Use a mixture of principles, the things that your business stands for, uh, with categories like Motivation Monday and Throwback Thursdays. Or don't. I don't care. It's up to you. This is just an idea of a way to frame our social posts that may spur our thinking, especially when the words just don't come. Let's pause for a word from this episode's sponsor. Do you need help creating the right marketing plan for your business for our new normal economy? Would you love help learning how to use online marketing tools such as Canva, MailChimp, Zoom, and many others? Would you like an experienced coach to help you set the right marketing goals for your business and help you stay on track to reach those goals? Melody Tholstrup with My Size Marketing is here to help. She has over 28 years of experience in the marketing industry and created her MAP Marketing Coaching Program for busy, overwhelmed small business owners just like you. Visit her site, mysizemarketing.com and click on the free strategy call button to get started today and take your marketing to the next level of success. I've worked with Melody and she is wonderful. Okay, back to this episode. On to tip five, give ourselves breaks. Sometimes we don't know what to say because we have no margins in our lives. No time for the creative juices to flow. No time to be reminded why we're so passionate about our business and about serving our ideal client. So I say take a break. That can mean certain days of each week we don't show up on social media. For example, I rarely post on Sundays. I need a day that I wake up and know in advance that I won't spend any brain power on social media. And Sunday is that day for me. 
There are other days some weeks, but Sundays are usually one of my off days. I want to point out the phrase in advance. I said that a couple of seconds ago. It's not relaxing and probably more exhausting to plan on posting or writing an email one day and then not getting around to it. That wears on us mentally because all day we say, when I finish this task, I'm going to sit down and write that email or I'm going to create that social post. That is not an off day because we didn't get that much needed brain break. We still put mental energy on that writing, but we didn't produce anything. So we need to give ourselves planned breaks. I love how my friend Jackie Gill creates an email each time she goes on vacation. She's a graphic designer, and when you email her, you get an automatic email back telling you that she is on a break and when to expect to hear from her. This practice is great for two reasons. First of all, customers aren't left wondering why Jackie hasn't responded, and Jackie has given herself permission to stay away from her inbox during this vacation, during her rest period. It's a much needed break and a time for rejuvenation for her. So that's what I mean by a planned break from social media or from checking your inbox. It needs to be set in advance because that gives your brain the rest. Tip six. Tip six is for what we do when we don't know what to say. Keep it short then. That's the tip. Keep it short. Put the information out there and call it a day. Of course, there's a time and a place for long captions or long emails, but oftentimes getting the information out there, just simply showing up is more important than writing like a professional author. Also, personally, I'm drawn to accounts and emails that use both long and short content. If a person or business always writes long emails or long captions, then I may avoid them. Notice, I didn't say unsubscribe or unfollow. I just may not engage as often because I'm low on time and I know that it's likely to be a lengthy text. The point I'm making, writing to our ideal customer is more important than the length of text. Plus, in today's world of influencers and being inundated with words, brief and to the point, well, that's a breath of fresh air. For tip seven, rely on graphics and images heavily. This tip is somewhat related to the last one about keeping it short. If you're in a time period where you're really struggling with words, let images do the talking. Take great pictures. Play in Canva and create graphics to show what info you need to share. Remember, Canva is a free graphic design tool for people like me and perhaps you who have no background in graphic design or you can pay a monthly subscription to maybe stock photo sites. They deliver excellent photo qualities. Of course, you can find free stock photos on sites like Unsplash and Pixabay, but the best policy is to pay for stock photos. If you're a visual person, someone extremely creative with graphics or photographies, and the words are killing you right now, here's permission to lessen the words and up the images. Seriously, there are great carousels. Those are the multiple images per post, you know, the things that you see on Instagram like swipe left that are being shared right now. The slides themselves show and teach so well with their imagery that very few words are often needed. 
So if you are a visual person, extremely creative with photography or graphics, this is a great tip for you. Let your graphics and your photography do the talking for you. Very few words are needed. The last tip for today is to help us for when we don't know what to say. And guess what it is? Talk with customers. <laughs> a phone call, a text, a direct message, or an email goes a long way. It's amazing what a simple conversation with someone who buys from us can do for our business. First, it revitalizes us. It reminds us that someone loves our work. And sometimes inspiration is enough to get the words flowing again. But even more, the conversation offers us the buyer's perspective. What questions did he or she in the conversation have? Boom, there is a post idea right there. Oh, and just because we answer a question once, we can't consider ourselves done with that topic. Plan on writing about that same question and answer, oh, three weeks later. Maybe use a different picture or begin in a different way, but we're still answering that often asked question. Remember, not every customer will open every email or see every social post. So we take the often asked questions and plan to answer them regularly until it is no longer asked. See how that works? <laughs> also, in these conversations, customers give us insight about what makes us special. We have to train ourselves to listen for these compliments and for the insights that they're offering. But when we hear them, it is gold. I've never worn a necklace so beautiful or you made the process so simple to understand. Those compliments become things that we talk about or share in emails or on social media or as customer reviews on our website. Something like this. My customer said recently that she had never worn a necklace so beautiful. I think it's because she chose the one with the gold and silver in its chain. It's one of my favorites too and a bestseller. I'm appreciative for great customers like her. What are your thoughts on gold and silver? I took the compliment that came from a customer conversation and then used it in a social media post. And of course, we would pair it with the picture of the necklace or even better with the sweet customer wearing the necklace who said it. And I ended the caption by asking our ideal customer to engage with the post if she wanted. What are her feelings on gold and silver combined? A final note on this tip. We can even ask customers for reviews on Facebook or Google and then use those exact quotes later in emails or on social media accounts or on our website. So if we're willing to reach out to customers, so many great things come from it. I can't say it enough. Be willing to talk to customers. Sometimes their words are exactly what we need to hear to get our words flowing again. That last tip leads to a bonus tip. Tip number nine, revamp and reuse. Remember how I said a few seconds ago to plan on answering frequently asked questions pretty often? That is a great example of reusing a topic. Notice, I didn't necessarily say reuse the post, just the topic. The idea is the same for introductions on Friday. We're not going to live a brand new life from one week to the next. No, we're going to share similar information each week when we introduce ourselves. Perhaps we'll vary a fact here or there, but for the most part, it's similar information. 
we can use a new beginning sentence and definitely a different picture. Here's an example from earlier. Instead of beginning with, I'm a former public school teacher, blah, 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 blah. I could begin two weeks later with a question. What did I do for 13 years before starting Inspire to Engage? Teach elementary school. Now, I'm still a teacher, but to small business owners. And oh yeah, to the two munchkins that are my sons and enrolled in the Eubanks homeschool. See, same information in both examples. I just started the post differently. Reuse and revamp. Let me say that one more time. Reuse and revamp. As I said earlier, not every customer is going to open every email or see every post. And even if they do, repetition is a great teacher. So scroll back through old posts to see what you posted a few months ago. Use insights on Instagram and Facebook to tell you what posts have done well lately. Those topics or images similar to the ones used may be a great place to start for revamping and reusing. Apps like TimeHop or even Facebook Memories, those are the ones that pop up that tell us, you know, what happened or what we posted a year ago or several years ago are also excellent ways to be reminded of older posts, topics, times, and maybe can get our creative juices flowing. Okay, let's wrap up this episode with a quick recap of ways to find something to say, to write, because after all, no one knows our business as well as we do. So by association, by being a small business owner, we're writers, whether we want to be or not. And just so you know, one of my goals is for you to view yourself as a writer, not necessarily a professional author, but a writer with information to share and the confidence to do it. That is one of my side projects. Here's the recap. Tip one, own your feelings. Writing is hard and it's okay to admit that it's tough and that we don't always know what to say, but we don't need to berate ourselves. We just need to own those feelings. Recognize that it's a part of life as with any endeavor worth doing. Tip two, get to know more about our ideal customer and commit to serving him or her well through our communication. If you need a little help with this, head to my site and grab the freebie, Know Your Ideal Customer Better. It's about recognizing his or her stage of life. It's at inspiretoengage.com and it's on the homepage. So you should find it easily. It's in a pink button. This, meaning the learning more about our ideal customer, is what's actually removed a lot of my writer's block more than anything else that I've done. Tip three, use dear and fill in the blank with our favorite customer's name. It's a simple yet effective tip to help us get started with a writing task. Tip four, use categories to help give our writing a purpose. It helps to frame our thinking, especially on things like social media where we want to write multiple times a week. Remember, use buckets, as my dear friend Lindsay Hazel says, buckets like Motivation Monday or Tough Tuesday, Wonderful Wednesday, or Behind the Scenes Thursday, Funny Friday, 
and Sale Saturday, as in S-E-L-L, and Slow Down Sunday. Use the idea of filling these buckets with information or using these topics as a simple framework for our post. Or another way to look at this is to use principles that our businesses stand for. Here's a couple of examples. Quality over quantity. Or locally sourced is the best. Or a principle from my business, just start because perfection doesn't exist. When we have principles like these in our businesses, then we share posts about these principles on a weekly basis, something that highlights these ideas. Tip five, give ourselves designated breaks. Choose a day in advance or a longer period of time, such as a vacation, when we don't plan to write. Planned breaks allow for our minds to rest And oftentimes it reminds us, those breaks remind us of why we're doing this whole business thing in the first place. It rejuvenates us and excites us again. Tip six, keep our text short. When the words just won't flow, don't berate ourselves for keeping our writing short and straight to the point. Do that. That's not a bad thing. This approach is often unexpected and thus a breath of fresh air sometimes. Tip seven, another way to combat it, to combat this issue of not knowing what to write, rely on images. This is especially true if photography or graphics come easy to you. Great images don't require a lot of words. Tip eight, when we're stuck, talk with customers. Phone a loyal customer, text, email, or direct message. We can start by saying that we'd love to hear why they buy from us and that we'd love to attract more customers like him or her. If we get no response, choose another customer and strike up a conversation. From there, listen to what makes us different than other businesses to that customer. Use the compliments as springboards for our writing and Any questions that they have also help us know what we should be writing. The final tip, the bonus tip, tip number nine, revamp and reuse. One of the reasons we get stuck with not knowing what what to write is that we think everything has to be brand new. We assume that because we wrote about it once, then everybody knows. That is just not true. Think about how often a friend says something to you like, well, didn't you see my post? And you're like, no, I I missed it. Well, that dang sure happens with a business page. I am telling you. So revamp and reuse. Also, repetition is a great teacher. I hope these tips helped you get started if you get stuck writing, which it happens. It definitely happens. And if you found these tips helpful, please don't forget to rate or review this podcast. As a business owner, you know that it does great things for other businesses. So I really appreciate it when you do. And I've read some really sweet reviews and ratings recently. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've already done it. Okay. Until next week, kiddo. Have a good one. Bye.